In the know for Friday, February 11, the 42nd day of 2022. There are 323 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll get you ready for a super weekend as Super Bowl 56 is here. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm so happy it's Friday that yeah. I can't even, like, stand myself. Just because uh, it's the end of the work week or because yes. you're looking forward to some fabulous food on Sunday? Well, both. It's been a long week yeah. for different reasons. Okay. But, yes, I'm looking forward to good food. Started the week with a sick child for yes. a couple of days. Mm-hmm. so uh, But uh, hopefully recovering well at the end of the week. By the way, don't get disappointed. But if if a person is supposed to have a successful Super Bowl party, then the deviled eggs must be ditched. It is the least popular food people want served at the Super Bowl. You can have it for other events, but no deviled eggs. And you know what's right behind deviled eggs? Hummus. Nobody wants hummus for the. You can have. You can That's have hummus. So weird. You can have hummus. Uh, no, nobody wants to be healthy or anything like that. And then uh, <laughs> pigs in a blanket and veggie tray were actually behind that. I love. I love hogs in a comforter. So uh, bring them. Bring them on. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, Beijing, and even Livermore. Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Yesterday I said Calhoun, so I okay, thought I'd yeah. say Livermore today. And next time we I didn't get quite to Calhoon. Yeah, so went through Livermore. You did have to go through Livermore twice. Yeah, and the little stoplight there. Yeah, uh, I got I got a sort of an uncomfortable question. Well, what could potentially be an uncomfortable question for you? But I'm looking for some guidance. All right, I've really enjoyed learning. CBS All Week has been doing their feature. They've been talking about the city of Los Angeles. They've been doing a feature on the city of Cincinnati, comparing them. It's their annual tradition, and I learn a lot about each city. Um, when it comes to Cincinnati, you all seem to try and claim who day. Yes, there's no seem to 100%. Okay, but and don't even try what, and I, if I'm you're going to go to this who dat thing, no who day was no, first. No, I'm saying but isn't that what the Saints do? No, the Bengals are first. Do we is that is that written in it's, the And it's based off of who to poll. Okay, it is. Yes. It is based on who, who to day. poll. Yeah. Okay. And it's their chant, you know, who day, who are, day, who Are day you then claiming that the New Orleans Saints stole from it Cincinnati? started in 1981. It's kind of one of those things that people argue back and forth. But, yeah, no, it's based off of who to pull beer. Okay. And then, all right, so let me ask you this. A few times throughout history, I've heard people try and fire up a who day chant when it comes to the Cougars. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Like, really? I have heard it over the... I, oh, I have, I have, in, my, uh, in my time here, I have yet to hear that. Because, okay, listen, was... tonight, if the Cougar student section breaks out in a hoot day, I might have to throw my headset off and join in on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Lordy. Because... Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Because um, that's, I, I that's, I mean... I have people with the Saints. 
Like I, I need no beef with the Saints. Listen, I, need some I, I type like of, Landon Young very much. I need to be equipped with knowledge so that when I get into a verbal tussle. Yeah, because they're who dat anyways. It's different. It is? Who dat is That's, Saints. Are you sure? I, I will bet all the money I have, which is not a lot, but. I mean, I but yeah, no. I mean, if it's all it's the money you have, it's all yeah, no. it's a lot of money to you if uh-huh. it's all the money you yeah, have. Yeah, the Saints are who dat, the Bengals are who dat. Oh, well, then there's no problem. Okay, I was just concerned because I I saw somebody on CBS this morning who was from New Orleans well, I, that was kind of saying, hey, wait a minute. I almost went in there and changed my intro music this morning without you knowing to, <laughs> to the Bengal growl theme song. Uh-oh. So when you would have played it, we would have gotten a little bit of that this morning. By the way, I tell you, just as the show was about to start, I thought, I wish I was opening the show today with the Super Bowl shuffle. From the 86 oh. Bears. 85, 85, 85. Bears? 85 Bears? No, I was, uh, if anything, it should be Welcome to the Jungle or... No, I'm just telling you, kids, if, you've never, if you're not familiar with the Super Bowl Shuffle and you want to learn about the 1980s, all you have to do is watch the Super Bowl Shuffle with the Chicago Bears from 1985, and it'll tell you everything you need to know about the 1980s decade. You need some Bootsy Collins in some Bootsy Collins. Some Bootsy Collins. Fear the Tiger. That's no, his song. No, no, Sam. No, no. We, I'm sure Christy would like Bootsy I, I Collins. I can't He's kind of the I, in in your realm. I can't be. I can't be. I'm trying to stay impartial. I got Rams fans over here. I got Bengals one fans Rams over here. Rams fan, you know. Uh, uh, Bryce Meredith. He sat here right here no, yesterday. Yeah, no, he was no, he is just picking that. Are you sure? All right. Windy and warm today. Rain showers tonight. A possibility. There is also a wind advisory. For today, but it's mainly southeast of the parkway. So the further you get away from us, the more likely wind will be a factor today. It doesn't mean it'll be a calm day, but the wind advisory that you're hearing talked about is more off to our southeast. And then showers will approach from the north this evening. And not a huge chance of that, but just be uh, just be prepared. But that just kind of happens when you have these temperature swings like we're on. 65 is the forecasted high for today. And then we'll see the overnight low of 29. And then tomorrow actually kind of stinks. Um, if you look at the, uh, if you look at some of the other weather data out there, the low for Litchfield is in the teens tonight, uh, uh, tomorrow night and Sunday night. So while if you're watching on screen, you're seeing uh, our partners at Wave are saying the low tomorrow night is 20. Well, actually, in uh, in Grayson County, you can probably put a one in front of that number for tomorrow night uh, and into Sunday night. And then not much better for Valentine's Day, but better on Tuesday and Wednesday. But Thursday may be a dynamic weather day. There may be a system moving through that uh, kind of keeping our eye on um, more from wind and rain, not not anything winterous or precipitous. So there's what you can expect for your uh, weather conditions. Inflation soared over the past year, and it's uh, at its high rate in four decades, announced yesterday. U.S. inflation highest in 40 years with no let-up in sight. I saw a statistic this morning that said the average American family is spending $276 more per month than they were this time last year. So that's the average American family. If you live in areas that are more prone to poverty or you live in areas that are, again, that's the average. you got to average that across all of Americans. So there will be people who will be living closer to the poverty line where that number might actually be a little bit higher. And so when when so much, in fact, when too much of our society is living paycheck to paycheck or perhaps even worse, when you add that type of percentage difference, it's strangling people. It will just be, I mean, fuel fuel costs alone, gasoline costs alone, 40% higher from last year. Um, and I mean, food costs are up, et cetera. So, but, and I do think, you know, the president yesterday said he'd fight like, I don't know, Hades or something to get gas prices down. And, but then he also said yesterday that uh, he, he said something to the equivalent of inflation will just go away. And thought, well, you all chastised the previous guy who stood up there and said, the virus, COVID, will just go away. And so how how, how is it going to just go away? What, what actions are you going to take? So it is clear 
the messaging that the messaging that is coming out of the White House right now and out of that administration is all to polish as much as they can to make things look good in, so that maybe they can save some seats in the midterm election. But there's just suddenly this change in um, in stances in governments that are suddenly saying, well, we've moved beyond this pandemic phase, and so we're just going to return back to normal so we can, so that the president can stand up there in front of the State of the Union and go, we, we made it through. We, we killed COVID. We took care of it. But conditions haven't really changed. I mean, numbers are coming down, but hospitalizations are still high. And now you have school systems that are being pressured all across the country to change their uh, protocols on COVID-19, including in Grayson County, where schools announced yesterday that the district's mask mandate will transition to a mask recommendation for students and staff while inside school buildings. I guess more particularly, we also should say, should um, should transition back to a mask rec- recommendation. You remember there was a mask recommendation and then it became a mandate. And now so we're just sort of taking a step back to a recommendation and that's effective today. Grayson County Schools will recommend but not require that masks be worn inside uh, our buildings according to their statement. School officials said that based on federal and or Kentucky Department of Public Health recommendations, masks will continue to be required in the following circumstances. On buses, by a federal uh, public health order. So still on public transportation, no matter pretty much where you go, that's yeah. still in fact. That mandate is supposed to expire mid-March. We'll see what they do. Um, if you're isolating and then if you've had an exposure, and if you're involved in the system, if you're a stakeholder in the Grayson County School System, I'm pretty sure you've been messaged or made aware of the instances where they will still be required. Uh, the drop-in COVID-affected students and staff over the last uh, 10 days is one of the reasons, and then there has been a precipitous drop in local positivity through the Grayson County Health Department over the previous week, so those numbers are coming down. And so I'd, I would just kind of like to circle back to some of the messaging that's coming from higher up in the government. So you've you've got you've got people who are out there and the CDC is still trying to like hold hold people at bay like don't just completely go back to doing what you were doing prior to COVID-19, but then you've got other portions of the federal government that are saying if we don't do something to release this pent-up frustration, we're doomed. And so you're getting like these mixed signals from people, which to me is almost and so it, it People at the local level have to figure out who to listen to. At the, the state has to figure out who at the federal level to listen to on what the best guidance is and what the best practices are. People at the local level are listening to like at the state level saying, well, what should we do? What should we be telling our citizens? And so it's just a very, um, I think it's a confusing time because if you think it's been hard to know who to listen to for the last couple of years, it's also hard to know who to listen to right now. Um, and why suddenly, just in a matter of days, have we completely changed our stance on a lot of things? I was surprised this came so quick. Me too. Me, it kind of came too. out of nowhere. I was, I was almost expecting that if they would have come out like something like this, I would have said, in two weeks or something. I was just kind of surprised it says, hey, tomorrow. Right. 8 a.m., you're good. Well, and by the way, I made a re- I made a statement earlier in the week when I said schools are going to have to start making making some tough decisions, not just our schools, but all schools, as governors around the country start doing different things. And I said, I, by the way, I kind of said as a footnote, I'll presume that the mask mandate is being enforced in schools, but my guess is that like many things, apathy starts to set in. And so while I know our kids getting dropped off with a mask when she gets out of the vehicle and goes in the front door, I've not asked her directly, are you wearing your mask reliably all day? Are you keeping it over your nose, et cetera, et cetera? Who wants to fuss at kids all the time about that? Teachers don't. Administrators don't. I don't. And so I'm my. I guess my what I'm curious to know is, we still had the mask mandate in place, but was it being carried out effectively or was it like a lot of people wearing them on their chins or which is the same as not wearing one? A chin diaper? I don't, 
I, I don't. These are questions. These are not, you know, these are not statements. So that might also lead to this is why we suddenly do it rather than, say, two weeks from now or whatever it might be. So it is a uh, tough time to figure out all of these things and give people good advice, you know, and, and keep them safe. It's extremely challenging. And by the way, it's extremely challenging to talk about, too. The Kentucky Senate passed a measure yesterday to regulate name, image, and likeness compensation for college athletes a day after the strategy won an endorsement from uh, U.K. men's basketball coach John Calipari. Senators voted 37 to 0 to send the legislation to the House. Um, a tip of the cap to Drew Franklin, who congratulated Coach Cal on going 37 and 0. Again, yeah, mm-hmm. thirty-seven. Oh, I did see like, that. Yeah, no, very that, that good. That's funny. Good tweet. Kentucky's plan would set a framework for college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness, but uh, much of how it would be regulated would be left up to the schools. The NCAA also has rules. I did think it was funny yesterday. I heard the clip where they said uh, our a- athletes are forbidden from um, from profiting or using their name, image, and likeness on any illegal product. And I thought. Doesn't that go without saying? Like, what? <laughs> well, and I think some of the other things. Name an illegal not, product that's being advertised. Like, come over here and buy this illegal product. I think that they're even counting in that is like they can't do alcohol. They can't do, uh, I don't think they can do tobacco products. Right. I think there are some rules when it comes to that. I don't think and they can do a. That's regulated, but it's not illegal. No. So they that's can't why do clubs was, or anything. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. It just stood out like nothing illegal. Well, of course not illegal. I mean, <laughs> now are you signing an NIL deal then? Um, I will. You? <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I would love to do it with uh, some Tally Ho uh, cheese tots. That's how you can pay me. Oh, I got some, like some very DC. specific. I got some very specific trades trade groups right now that I'd like to do NIL deals with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a uh, bill to require genetic testing in those under 40 are uh, who have died from a cause that cannot be determined in an autopsy was approved by a Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday. Senate Bill 80, sponsored by Senator Philip Wheeler from Pikeville, was filed following the death of a 19-year-old Pikeville woman whose cause was undetermined for nearly two years until genetic testing revealed she had cardiac arrhythmia, which could have been treated with a beta blocker. So uh, he said this is a genetic abnormality that could have affected the rest of the family, which enabled them to get the information to get tested and keep this from happening to another member of the family. Okay. Yeah. I found it interesting. I mean. I thought, I thought, and maybe this is just my assuming of things, I thought autopsies, and maybe the autopsies don't include genetic testing, but I thought autopsies were required for people who passed through. If, if the if the immediate cause of death wasn't known, like traffic accident or something like that, I thought that there were rules on when autopsies were performed anyway. Uh, but maybe maybe genetic testing wasn't required. I find it interesting required though. I feel like it's shouldn't it be up to the family. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting that, that's take. Just me, that's me why I'm just just thinking. I, again, I know nothing about genetic testing whatsoever. I know that shocks people. I'm not a genetic testing expert. You're not a geneticist. No, I really thought you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I'm something. You may be here under false pretenses, Sam. I thought when <laughs> a Kentucky Senate committee did, advanced, did I lie on my resume? <laughs> I think not. Probably. I can well, not about that. A Kentucky Senate committee. I'll presume about nothing, but I can't rule it out. I don't know. I haven't looked at my resume in a while. <laughs> a Kentucky Senate committee advanced a bill yesterday that would bar transgender girls from participating in school sports that match their gender identity. The Republican-led Senate Education Committee approved the measure after hearing impassioned pleas from transgender girls and their parents not to take the action. The measure moves on to the full Senate next. The bill would apply to K-12 through sports, but its lead sponsor focused on high school activities, uh, high school athletics, saying it would ensure that girls compete against other biological females. Kentucky is eligible to receive as much as about $10 million in federal grant funding, to build an electric vehicle charging network, according to the governor. The money is part of around $5 billion available to states over the next five years under the new National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program. 
So if uh, if Kentuckians and a lot of the Kentucky economy, especially in this part of the state, is going to be battery centric, if we're going to be we're going to have those two plants in Hardin County that are going to be making batteries for Ford. You can you can bet your bottom dollar there are going to be lots of Kentuckians driving these vehicles that are powered by these batteries. And you'll say, why, just through civic pride? No, not just through civic pride, but there is a reason that Ford is so popular in this part of the state. It's because over the years there have been so many local people, local, I mean this region, who require upon Ford to make their living on Fern Valley Road or other places in Jefferson County, they get incentives on their A plan to be able to sell to, like, they can have family members buy vehicles at a discount on a limit. And so those same things are going to be, they're going to be easier to get because they're more affordable, so more people will make that choice. With that in mind, the governor is saying, we're going to have to charge these things. And we probably should get started establishing a charging network that is the gas station of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we think about, well, you can charge them at home. Well, what about when you're traveling, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just that simple. So, Like truck stops. I exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can I get like a rapid charge? Can I, like, will it, you can charge at the normal rate and you have to be there for an hour. Do you have like, like an it's iPad like a, brick and a regular brick <laughs> for your phone? I don't know. <laughs> At, and at what point in time will we have roads that charge as we go, just like you have wireless well, charging now? Better. When will we get solar power? It's Inventor's Day, and here I am sharing all my good inventions on the air. Uh, Sam, you made a trip to McLean County last night. Uh, it was a long trip home. I guess it, it was, was a long trip down d- mm-hmm. trip down there, a long trip home. Uh-huh, it was. All right, so Cougars and Lady Cougars in action tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's all we can really yeah, say about say, last night. Just, yeah, it, it I acknowledge little... that it happened. Yes. I better move on. Uh, tough night last night for the for the Grayson Lady Cougars as they lost 48-30 to 30 in Calhoun, Livermore, McLean County, however you want to call it. And now they host Whitesville Trinity tonight in a girl-boy doubleheader. The first game, as far as district standings, means nothing. Mm-hmm. So the girls' game doesn't mean anything. Girls are going to be playing Butler, but the boys' game means means a lot. So you can join us and we'll go over the, the abacus math that I had provided. So we'll, we'll go over that. Get your pen and paper ready because we'll go over all of that before the game, 6 o'clock tonight. And you want a who day from the Cougar student section. Is that what do you're it. Saying? Let's do it. All right. Who day hey. think going to beat them Bengals? There you go, Cougars. Nobody. It's on you. Sam needs a who day tonight. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. It's taking down your neighbor. Won't take you Today is Inventor's Day. Um, I don't know if that includes me or not, since I did invent Pay at the Pump. Uh, So I don't don't know if that... I mean, I think it's the Edisons and the Teslas of the world, probably the Marconis more than the Marks. Um, but if you all decide, I need to be celebrated. Is, is that the reason for, you went into for, radio because of Marconi? Being an inventor, very, very. That's um, mm-hmm. that and Robin Williams probably. Um, well, there's some other factors in the in the stew there too that we'll get into some other day. Um, I should also report to people that Sam and E L E X A just got into it during the break. Um, no, I no, I can't because if you if you ask her who she thinks gonna is going to win on Sunday. She says who day. Okay. Well, um, the reason that you all got into it is because you, you ran together and quickly said, well, that's uh. So if you say, mm-hmm. well, that's uh, very quickly, that she thinks uh-huh. that you said her name. So that's why you all were tussling for mm-hmm. just a moment. Well, no, I, I got nothing wrong with her. She She's picking the Bengals on Sunday. So I she was over there squawking. I had mm-hmm. to tell her to be quiet. I was listening. She was giving interesting factoids. Okay, good. Something about this state in history. Um, it is get out your guitar day. So make sure you get your guitar out. Tomorrow is Darwin Day. It's also Lincoln's birthday. Tomorrow is also Paul Bunyan Day. So flannel wearers unite. Or lovers of Babe the Blue Ox mm-hmm. unite as well. Doesn't he have a pancake place in uh, Gatlinburg, too? 
Doesn't Paul Bunyan have? I don't know. I'm only uh, allowed to go to the Pancake Pantry. Mm. We have an NIL deal with oh. the Pancake Pantry. Mm-hmm. Free and pancakes? Sunday. No, for we must have negotiated poorly. <laughs> it seems like it's kind of a one-way deal now that I think about it. You pay them to get their food. I'm a, I'm a very poor negotiator. Uh, Sunday is Kiss Day. So... It's like the band, like smooches, smooches. Well, oh. it's the day before Valentine's Day. I didn't day, know if so it was you. if it was like well, uh, some Gene Simmons. No, I was leaning more toward uh, kiss the band. Uh, but uh, 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 hey, you can do whatever. I'm like whatever you all think it is. You can you can do it. And of course, Sunday is Super Bowl <clears throat> Sunday, and uh, the big game by the numbers. Uh, this is the fifth appearance for the Rams. They have one win. Mm-hmm. It's the third appearance for the uh, Bengals. They appeared in 82 and in 89. The second time a team will play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. It's funny. It's happened two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where is it next year? Is it in Vegas next year and then Atlanta the year after that? Or no, it's back in New Orleans. I was going to say New Orleans is what... I was feeling, but yeah. I honestly have I no think idea. it's in Vegas next year because that was part of the part of the deal on the new stadium. So does that mean the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl next year? <laughs> no. Okay. It's in Glendale next year. It's in Glendale. Glendale, Arizona. Oh, okay. So down not in not uh, Glendale, Kentucky. So that means the Cardinals are going to the. <laughs> and then it is in Vegas the year after that. Okay, and then back in New Orleans after that. Correct. Uh, eight and six, the Bengals and Rams have met 14 previous times. The Bengals have the edge on the Rams. Mm-hmm. They're 33 years since the Bengals' last Super Bowl appearance. Lost against the 49ers. I did see the winning team. So if you're on the winning team, you get $150,000. If you're on the losing team, you get $75,000. Do I get some of that money? If if the No matter what? Sure. Since uh, I'm on the talk, fan base. Talk to Zach Taylor about that. Uh-huh. I'm sure he'll hook, hook you up. Um, is coaches get Do coaches make the same scale, you think? I would think so. I would think so. Well, they probably have it built into their contract, though, of bonuses of probably. winning the Super Bowl and all I that. I would think. You got 33-year-old Matthew Stafford versus 25-year-old Joe Burrow. Stafford has played 13 seasons in the NFL. He's older than I realized he was. I mean, he's been in the NFL for a long time. 12, See, I, 12 seasons with the Lions. And didn't he j- just celebrate a birthday, like, this week or something? Maybe, I felt like I read. Maybe. Uh, then you got two really young, hot coaches. Um, Sean McVay at 36 years of age and Zach Taylor at 38 years of age. 70,000 expected fans of uh, on SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl 50. Let's see. One lucky blood donor won a trip to the Super Bowl from the Red Cross and the NFL. That's pretty cool. That's Why awesome. didn't Misty let me know about that? That's exactly she right. She could have hooked me we? up with that. Couldn't she have rigged the drawing Maybe or something for me? Maybe we're not qualified. Maybe we're exempted from it for whatever reason because <laughs> we're family. Uh, top six Super Bowl facts for 2022. $6,214 is the average cost of a ticket to the past five Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, I'm aware. Um, 5397 is the lowest price of a Super Bowl 56 ticket on the resale market. They've actually gone down a little bit Have since they? that point. Yeah. Now you can get in for $3,800. It's the second time in a row when Coca-Cola won't air an ad during the Super Bowl. Really? Yep. Six, I guess the NFL's Pepsi primarily, I think. 60% are the share of Americans who say they are unlikely to host or attend a Super Bowl party this year. And there's a 195% 20-year increase in the cost of a 30-second Super Bowl ad. So the record was uh, now $6.5 million. But but apparently it's not worth it. It, does, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not valuable. Nobody pays any attention. We'll just, it's a charitable contribution of $6.5 million. All right. What else do you need to know? Um, the spread is shifting. Does that make you happy, Sam? Uh, eh. You don't but, care? No, not really. The Bengals have, have been really, really good as the underdog. 
So I think Joe Burrow, when he's a four-pointer more over underdog this season, is is six and zero. Oh. But now that it's shifted to three point five, maybe I should be a little bit more worried. I mentioned yesterday that I kind of dialed back on the uh, food preparation. Mm-hmm. So here's what I've here's what I've zeroed in on. Um, I'm doing French dip sandwiches. That's uh. That's a Los Angeles specific inspiration. The Cobb salad from the original Hollywood Brown Derby, Los Angeles inspiration, but I'm doing it in the way that Disney's Hollywood Brown Derby prepares it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Good. got that. Then I am doing, um, because I also it was reaffirmed to me this morning. You know how the city of Cincinnati loves pigs. Porkopolis. Yes. And so, in fact, isn't there a place in Cincinnati called, like, Pork Point, which was, like, where the biggest livestock exchange well, I mean, was the, or something? The, the marathon there is the Flying Pig. So right. when you walk around town, there's a bunch of Flying Pig statues. Well, and you know how in Louisville they have the horse, the Pegasus statues all yeah, around it's town. It's the same thing. It's, it's the it's... same thing. So there are okay. pigs, that are, pigs that are decorated and colored and all that other stuff. And so I have pork chops, like center-cut pork chops that I'm grilling with Montgomery and barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. So tip of the cap to the pork and to the barbecue sauce in itself. And then, just because I wanted to, it doesn't really fit, uh, I'm doing redneck caviar. Listen, I was so excited to see some of those things. You knew the redneck, yeah. the redneck caviar was happening. Yeah. How, how, how's that connect to it, it, the old Cincinnati? I needed yeah. to have something. I typically always make BLT dip. And it's neutral to either Skyline to, chili dip. to fandom. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. By the way, it just kind of looks gross, Sam. I'm just telling you. You know what? I like it. And I'm probably glad, be making that. I'm glad you like it. I just don't Cream want cheese, it. So, chili, and cheese. It's are we simple. over talking about Super Bowl? Well, we were talking about the menu pretty okay. much for your benefit. Okay. Well, so I had to phone a friend this morning. Okay. Because I thought for sure... I was going to be asked like an over and under. Oh no, you will. Like oh, you'll okay. have to make your pick okay. later on. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and you'll have prop bets before the end of the weekend. So okay. your information is, I mean, your information is solid. Okay. But we were just basically, I had not kind of zeroed in on the menu, and I tell you, I've just been, I'm so busy, I'm kind of distracted. So, but I didn't, I didn't want to just say no, I'm not doing it. But I'm also just kind of looking to keep it a little better contained. So that's what I'm doing for the menu. And then, are you ordering Jeff Ruby steaks too, and all that as well? Uh, he, um, I, I kicked the tires on Gold Belly, but nobody, nobody would play nicely with me. Really, there were there were not some assurances. Like there were some, like guaranteed by Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's got to be here Saturday because it's got to be consumed. So I did. It's not that I didn't try. So that's now I am speaking of Valentine's Day. I am correct. That people, many people, many female people, are not happy the Super Bowl is Valentine's weekend. I figured this out a long time ago. Some other people are just now figuring it out. Like, hey, wait a minute. Isn't the Super Bowl later than it normally is? Yes, it's a week later than it normally is. And eventually there will be some shove back to that. But now... And the NFL is going to say, huh? Yeah, kudos. <laughs> get out of here, St. Valentine. You're the NFL. Kudos to these guys who have made this move, though. Well, honey, I couldn't get a reservation. It's Valentine's weekend. I couldn't get a reservation for Saturday, um, you know, but it's Valentine's Day on Monday, so I guess we could try to, you know, get a reservation and go out on Sunday afternoon or evening, and, you know, if you want to, we could, you know, go. I heard some these places over here have some really nice TVs. <laughs> and and then so there'll be some women that go, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. And then you've just backed yourself into a Super Bowl party out in some restaurant somewhere. So did I spoil that for some guys? I just did, didn't I? I gave it. You, you I gave away it. the secret. You didn't blew I? The move. Some guys went ah. <laughs> I was. I, some guys had set the trap perfectly. Be like I had. I was like leading her into that, and then you had to go and ruin it. Uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, if you are just getting started, by the way, I'm finished. I'm finished with my Valentine's Day shopping. So am I. So I'm I'm kind of proud of self. I had I had started letting like oh this is here I got to do it. So I was a little more proactive. 
Seven cheap Valentine's Day date ideas. One, cook a cozy, elaborate meal together. Okay. Um, like a Super Bowl meal, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm doing it. I'm doing the. Some people like to call it the cowboy caviar. I'd prefer to call it redneck caviar because I just like that better. I'm going to do that tomorrow because it needs to stew. Mm-hmm. Kind of congeal the, the, together. The longer it stews, the better. The better it is. You can have a picnic in the park on your roof or on the living room floor. You can take a hike or a nature walk with a scenic view. You can relax and pamper your date and yourself with an at-home spa night. You can get creative by crafting or creating art together. <laughs> I'm sorry. You remember my board yesterday that said we would all be good at at, at art if we didn't quit at age six? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty accurate. We do kind of give you know give up. Get active and exercise together with a couple's five k. And have a beach day and relax on the sand. There you go, Sam. You were talking about Rough River Beach earlier this week. There is no more romantic place within I, within Grayson County we, than the beach at Rough River. State Park connections too up there at Rough River. So maybe maybe we can <laughs> figure something out there. <laughs> Nothing says romance. <laughs> Nothing says romant- a romantic Valentine's Day than the beach at Rough River Dam State Resort Park. Just take it for me. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back. I'm more on the way. Hang around, you don't even know. A company always on the run. Did you know? Americans consume more food on Super Bowl Sunday than any other day of the year except Thanksgiving. That doesn't surprise me. So that was going to be my thing. It's number two. Doesn't surprise me. Thanksgiving one, Super Bowl. Fourth of July 3rd, you think? Or Christmas? I think it's going to be like Christmas or Easter probably. Fourth of July is probably up Fourth top of July five. could be, but it, yeah, it's, it could be. The, the, one of the things about Christmas is, is that Christmas... Thanksgiving can be that way, too. They kind of tend to drag on. <laughs> they become mm-hmm. elongated, where your 4th of July thing is more like one isolated cookout, and then you're finished. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, you can you can eat three times on Christmas Day at three different Christmas meals. Mm-hmm. But it's possible. So, yeah, that's a big amount. At the movie theater, if you are headed out this weekend, Death on the Nile. Isn't that like a book or something, or... Or a play? There were some biblical deaths on the Nile. I don't know. Could that, thinking of, that be it? I don't know what I'm thinking of here. Uh, it's a PG-13 drama mystery starring Gal Gadot, Annette Benning. It's a book. Yeah, it's a book. Kenneth Branagh and Russell Brand. It's an Agatha Brand. Christie book. Oh. I knew I heard that. of something that that's... Oh. Agatha Christie write Murder on the Orient Express. I think so. I mm-hmm. realized I like that, that mm-hmm. movie a whole lot. The remake is really good. I've never seen the original. I think I might like it. Blacklight. I don't know. Liam oh Liam Neeson. Mm. And then Marry Me. Owen Wilson. Jennifer Lopez. I saw a preview for this, yeah. So have I. Yeah. Well, we saw the preview together. Yeah. Because they did a special premiere. Big Brother wove the new movie into their uh veto challenge. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, their veto competition. This week by using these signs. So the here's my take on the premise. Owen Wilson goes to a concert that J-Lo is performing at, only she's not J-Lo. He goes with his girlfriend or whatever. And one of them, oh yeah, he has a sign. He's made a sign that says, marry me, and he's going to propose to her at the concert. And something happens, and she gets mad and leaves before he can propose. And he's stuck there holding his sign that says, marry me. And Jennifer Lopez sees him in the crowd and thinks he's proposing to her, and she says yes. Because that happens all the time. Well, mm-hmm. because you know, he was too stupid to put the sign down. Yeah, you know, the, you know that old meet cute story where mm-hmm. you, you know you go pr- you go to an Adele concert and you accidentally propose and you end up married yeah. to Adele. Did he say wow well, when she walked away? That happens all the time. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Uh, Sting is the latest to sell his songwriting catalog for $250 million. What's going on here? Wow. I'm missing something. There's, is, is Sting worth that much? I don't know if they are. He's got quite a bit of content that he's written, and then he's got that uh, he's got that one uh, Broadway show that he wrote. Um, I I don't know if venture capitalists have just decided that music catalogs are the new thing, or mm-hmm. or what's going on. But there's a reason everyone's cashing in right now, and I can't figure it out. It may also. So we've had more problems this week of using various so music that we've used many many times before mm-hmm. in our Facebook and YouTube and Twitter uh, inclusions in our in our broadcast are getting flagged suddenly at much higher rates all of a sudden but it's also in the wake of all these catalogs selling which says to me they are scrutinizing those things much much more. Uh, they're being much more diligent, so I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of it. Also, by the way, we're going to have to try and figure it out because it's not going to work. And then I'm super excited. Austin Powers Super Bowl ad is going to bring back four original cast members, but I don't know which four that it's going to be. Doctor hey, Evil, no mini me though, right? Uh, no, isn't he? Ver, Vern Troyer's dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth Green. Rob Lowe as young number two, and Mindy Sterling as Frau Forbissena. Those four are going Mike to be... My- no Mike Myers? Yeah, he's Dr. Evil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Mike- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Mike Myers has to play, has to play, Scotty Don't. That's what he's... Scotty Don't. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I think it's going to be really good. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week. Also make our Super Bowl picks. I think Sam's going to pick the Rams. That's coming up here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Who will win Super Bowl 56? Christy Buckle seems awfully uh, fired up and charging with her Super Bowl information. So go ahead and impress us with your knowledge. Okay, well, about I don't, Super Bowl 56. I don't really know where to start. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. That's you're going to go you're going to go with talking about the Bengals or are you saying the Bengals will win? Will win. Okay. Um are you going to ask me for more? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you for whatever piece of information you have next. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is. <laughs> so can I just read it? To sure. You? Yeah. Because sure. I phoned a friend. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. So Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow, Burrow. sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, could have opportunity to be the first to win the Heisman Trophy, NCAA College Football Championship, and now the Super Bowl. There you go. Look we're at that. Going eight, a- we're going with 28 to 31 Bengals. Last minute field go for the win. Shooter. Shoot, shooter. Shooter's going to seal Super Bowl 56. Listen. Listen. Hey. The pride for, for, of Fort Payne, Alabama. For, for, there he is right there. There's Shooter. Yep. For, for my nerves. Listen. I'm just. So you're saying that man right there is going to become the hero of Cincinnati one more time. Listen. There's Joe Burrow, That's Burrow's parents. parents. I'm just going with. The friend that I found. So, okay. Uh, by the way, Google is also your friend because <laughs> all that information could have come directly, directly from from Google. Uh, Sam, do I even need to ask you your Super well, Bowl prediction? I'll go a similar factoid to her. Well, Joe, Joe Burrow is trying to become just the third quarterback to win both a college football championship and a Super Bowl, and the previous two, Joe Namath. And Joe Montana. Oh, the, the so it's triple the, Joe club. It's the triple Joe. And they always say third time's the charm. So give me give me the Bengals. Um, I don't like picking a score because I don't want to have to. You have to. I though. don't want to have to. My, my nerves can't handle anything. If I have to, give me like 23-21. 23-21. Or 23-20. Yeah, 23-20. Um, I, I'll say the Bengals will win 17-14. Oh. So I went way high. No, no. You could easily be right. I just, you took that, Sam went right underneath that, and then I just kind of went okay. underneath that just to kind of have Well, when I asked her, I was like, I need over, under, that kind of thing, and this is what I got. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I like it. The Go thing on. is, she doesn't know that you know that 
she does she thinks you're asking for something other than over under because she thinks nah she'd never ask me for over under but i'll ask her point blank i know for that's, over-under. But that's what i'm saying she thinks you've just pulled something out of the air mm-hmm. and called it over under thinking like well she'll she'll be impressed that i know what i'm talking about when actually you what is the over under sam do you know 48 and a half all right so i mean yeah all right so you need to be something in that 24-24, you know, the 27-21 in that if you're going to be in the neighborhood yeah, I'm, of the I'm over-under. I'm betting the under on the over-under. Don't, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> What's your victor vector? Roger, Roger. Listen, I thought I was doing well. I'm Are there more? The, I'm going like... to bet the under in the over-under. Mm-hmm. Over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, if your name was over, this would be terrible. <clears throat> Today's, by the way, it's the Olympics all week. UK basketball tomorrow evening for uh, tomorrow afternoon for a couple of hours. You got uh, Cougars and uh, Whitesville tonight, and then Super Bowl, and then more Olympics. Women's monobob is on Sunday night. Women's single bobsled during the Super Bowl. No, it's after the Super Bowl. It's oh, that's right. They because, they're postponing the primetime. Yeah, they're moving everything. The primetime coverage doesn't start until about nine o'clock. I'm going to be really tired on Monday. I don't know how I'll be feeling on Monday. I have a feeling my belly's going to be full. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be really tired regardless. Are you looking forward to my homemade au jus that <laughs> I'm making for the French dip? Of course. Okay. All right. Are you going to go get your nails done, a French tip, because you're having a French dip? <laughs> Listen, if I could get an appointment, like, somebody call me. All right. Today's highlight in history. This date in 2013, with a few words in Latin, Pope Benedict did what no pope had done in more than half a millennium. He announced his resignation. In 1847, Thomas Alva Edison was born in Milan, Ohio. My fellow inventor. In 1975, Margaret Thatcher, if you just come up with the concept for something, is that inventing it? Or do you actually have to see it through to its invention? Yeah, I think you got to see it through. Because I just might be a spitballer then. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's probably what I am. (laughs) (laughs) Which you do not enjoy. No, I don't. (laughs) Bring bring me plans. Don't bring me ideas. Bring Bring me plans. In 1975, Margaret Thatcher was elected leader of Britain's opposition conservative party. In 06, Vice President Dick Cheney accidentally shot and wounded Harry Whittington. Whitney Houston died 10 years ago today at age 48. We were just talking about that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeb Bush is 69 today. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> Cheryl Crow is 60. Wow. Sarah Palin is 58. Jennifer Aniston is 53. Oh, goodness. They asked her what she wanted for... Um, <laughs> Ask her what she wanted for her birthday. And uh, never mind. Uh, Damian Lewis is 51 today. Do you know who that is? She said she didn't want anything because Angela Jolie would just take it away from her anyway. Uh, Damian Lewis is 51 today. He was in Billions and he also played in Homeland. Okay. Red hair. Lewis. Damian Lewis. Got nothing for you. Taylor Lautner is 30 today. I know him. Gone but not forgotten. In addition to Thomas Alva Edison, uh, Max Bayer, so Jethro Bodine's dad, Max Bayer Sr., 1909. Ava Gabor in 1919. Leslie Nielsen, and don't call me Shirley, in 1926. He was in all those movies, and he was in uh, Lethal Weapon movies. Burt Reynolds, born this date in 1936. And my my grandma Kay's birthday was the today too. Bandit's birthday, really? My deviled egg grandma, as you all know, her. Really? Oh. Yeah. Her, today would have been her birthday. I guess she'd be mad if she found out that uh, deviled People eggs didn't. aren't welcome at Super Bowl Sunday. Well, she said she always said she didn't like them. No. So she just made them because we liked them. Uh, I see. But then again, she never liked anything she ever cooked. So. <laughs> all right, let's go to back before we could afford stereo. I was going to say, what is the sound here? The state 1945, Johnny Mercer was number one with Accentuate the Positive. Everybody. So quiet. Gather around me mm-hmm. while I preach some 
Did your chart chopper machine break? No, I'm saying that's back in the old days before mm-hmm. we could afford stereo. Mm-hmm. They only that's mono versus uh-huh. stereo. To, it was into the singing I'm, can. I'm just surprised that they haven't. That's before they could afford two tin cans mm-hmm. for you to sing into. It was only one. Exciting with each pass. 1954. Day. See, by the 50s, we had stereo. Frank Sinatra, number one, young at heart. On its way. Don't you know that it's worth <laughs> All right, let's find something from the 60s. Let's go to 1963, The Drifters, number one, with Up on the Roof. And people are just too much for me to face. <laughs> let's go to 1972, Loretta Lynn, number one. Sing it, Loretta. But here in Topeka, the rain is a falling, the faucet is a dripping, and the kids are a balling. One of them a toddling, and one is a crawling, and one's on the way. Oh, oh from one go. from one icon to another. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. I don't have to worry about us getting blocked on Facebook. We've already already been taken down today, right? Because of something we played. So, so. just play it. Just let it breathe. Yeah. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the street. Zuckerberg's coming for you. Oh, I love this movie. How they always had it out for Dabney Coleman. The way that Dolly Parton put Dabney Coleman in his place in this movie is just phenomenal. Do Dolly and uh, Do Dolly and Miley, Miley have a Super Bowl commercial? I, they've been in the news this week about something. Miley Cyrus. Yes, Godmother a, and Goddaughter. Oh, that's right. Good point. I, yeah. I, it's just you think of Miley Cyrus how she is now, and Dolly may be the only person who can talk any sense into her. I don't. Know. <laughs> Aerosmith, Janie's got a gun. Number one in 1990. Will Smith, Miami in 1990. Don't Stop the Music, Rihanna in 08. The Chainsmokers, Closer in 2017. So five years ago today. MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Heading into Super Bowl weekend, I thought I'd knock knock the dust off of a Vince Lombardi quote. MB's Prolo Wisdom says, winners never quit and quitters never win. Winners never quit and quitters never win. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Uh, remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.